0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Education Hour today featuring our good friends at Michigan Solar Solution. Chuck, this is going to be truly an education hour even for you and I.
1: I want to hear from anybody that doesn't learn something in the next hour because I know you and I are both going to. I'm excited about this.
0: I'm excited about it too because solar has come a long way in, in the past, Chuck. You and I might have been a little bit negative on the solar, but not now. It's absolutely amazing what we're doing with the new solar technology. If you stick around and you're a homeowner and you're thinking, how can I save money on my bills? How can I have a little more security when it comes to the power at my house? Stick around for the next hour. Because we're, we're
1: gonna give people the solar
0: solution. Oh, well there you go. So stick around for the next hour as we talk to Mark Haggerty and Ray Myers from Michigan Solar Solutions, only on AM 760 WJR.
1: Back to the Education Hour with the Inside Outside guys, sponsored by Michigan Solar Solutions. We've got Mark Haggerty and Ray Myers with us. Guys, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about the technology and solar module improvements, there's so much.
2: Sure, it has come a long way. We've been doing this almost 16 years and when we started in the business, a solar panel was about 200 watts of power. Now, that same footprint is almost 400 watts. So the cost of electricity has more than doubled. The power output of the panel has doubled. So it really has come a long way.
0: Wow. That's, That's amazing. A, that is amazing. Yeah,
1: 400 watts per panel. So are, are, are people putting less panels up? I mean, you, you could get away with a smaller installation, theoretically, compared to what you might have done. I,
3: w- I would say yes, in general, if you're you comparing watts to watts. But I think also... is. Time goes on, electrification of houses becomes more and more. So people are using more electricity now, I think, than they were also Say that you know, again, earlier. Right? because everybody thinks we're using less. Everything we use
1: is low voltage and, and, and more efficient, but we're actually using more today.
3: Yeah, we're using quite a bit of electricity today, and, it, and some homes are a, a lot of electricity. Um, I would say the average home right now is probably right around 1,000 or 1,100 kilowatt hours per month. Uh, of usage, and we see some homes that are as much as three thousand or four thousand kilowatt hours per month, and it all just depends on what you're trying to, to tr- trying to run with that electricity. And what we find is really just uh, the biggest consumption is a lot of folks that are using the electricity for heating, cooling, um, of any sort of that type of thing, especially the the winter time with electric heat. It's it can use a lot.
1: We were just talking about heat pumps a, a yeah. while back with one of our uh, professionals, and people don't realize that's an electric uh operate electrically operated device, and at the end of the month it's like, oh shoot, you know, even though it was extremely efficient, it still took a lot of electricity
3: yeah, absolutely
2: yeah and we uh on occasion will see a customer whose electric bill skyrocketed after adding some sort of a heat pump, either groundwater or air to air and we're finding that, when customers are reviewing a proposal from a geothermal company to look at the minutiae, the details, one may be offering the correct amount of footage required, the other may be skimping a little bit, and the issue doesn't manifest itself until the bills come through, and the ones that have a deficiency in the amount of footage of line will require electric Heat to make electric up for backup.
1: It. Yeah. Yep. yep. We've the... got a good friend that's an, uh, an absolute expert in anything mechanical. Put in a geotherm system probably six, seven years ago ish. Yes. yes, sir. He has since put two regular gas forced air furnaces <laughs> in his basement <laughs> because his electric backup was, and he's got two two solar arrays on his property, and wow. he's still. Is not using that. He is a consumpt,
0: consumptive, he, he uses a lot of electricity up there. He really does. He's <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. You said the fool, not me. We saying. love him dearly. So, so I'm calling you out to my house. Can you kind of explain what are some of the
3: first questions you're asked when you go to somebody's house? And answer them for us, please. Sure. Well, one of the first questions that we're going to ask is like, why do you want it? Because some people want this to just save a little bit of money, some people want to offset their you know entire carbon footprint. Some people are trying to save the vast majority of their electrical usage on their bill, and some people are prepping for a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) And depending on where you're at on that scale, really determines how we need to look at the project and what's possible. The other the other big thing that we're going to be looking at is physical limitations of the property, because depending on what angle the roof faces and how much room you have, and then taking into consideration you know fire code setbacks and the actual Physical spot that we have to install and what trees you might have around um, all play a huge, huge factor into what's actually doable. Because the solar panel will work fantastic if it has one hundred percent light, you know, all day long. But not everybody has those conditions. Does it available. matter if it's a vertical or sloped installation? It's it's definitely going to change because the angle of the panel to the sun. For sure makes a difference so what we find is typically between like a 512 812 pitch on a roof is probably going to be your best your best output okay. any lower or higher than that and it really starts to impact a little bit especially if that that roof face isn't south so if it's facing east or west those impacts can also change things where in the past we would tell anybody that you know wanted to put solar panels on the north side of their house like you're a fool don't do it doesn't make any sense where now we have found if you're a northwest exposure and a really low pitch it actually makes a lot of sense to do something like that because you can still get some pretty good performance out of it um so it's very very specific to the property and then also just what what's the person trying to do to begin with to see if those things can align.
1: That's a good real quick that's a caveat to homeowners then because there probably are companies out there that aren't going to be totally honest about what people are going to get, right?
2: Yes. Unfortunately, oh. yeah. yes. Uh, years ago the industry was uh, filled with customers that had like moral objectives and then the last couple of years we've seen that change unfortunately but I want to add a little bit to the design for the customers that are wanting long-term off-grid survival. The angle of the panels and the direction of the panels really need to be taken into consideration. If somebody wants long-term off-grid survival, we want 50% of the panels facing southeast, 50% facing southwest, Mm -hmm. both at at least a 40 degree angle. The reason is they're perpendicular to the sun at the winter solstice and the summer solstice. That way they will decrease the building or the home's reliance on batteries. First thing in the morning, it gets into using the solar power, last thing in the evening it is. Otherwise, if it's all facing south, it's gonna produce a lot midday, and a lot of it's not gonna be able to be captured if there's a grid down situation.
0: Wow, Wow. so many questions, Um, and we know you guys have the answers. Again, we're talking to Mark Haggerty and Ray Myers. Who are the top guys over at Michigan Solar Solutions? Stick around for more. As we, you know, the the main question is when you come into my house, how much am I going to save? We'll talk about that when we get back again with Michigan Solar Solutions only on AM760WJR.
1: back to the education hour of the inside outside Guys show sponsored by michigan solar solutions ken you asked a great question before we went to break uh ray
3: how much am i going to save if you install these panels that's a great question it really just depends on on what what setup you end up getting because also how much you save isn't necessarily just determined by the panels it's also going to be determined by how you use power in your house and when you use it because when we put up solar panels it's on demand electricity and the only switch is the sun so the, the main thing is to get the best out of that investment, you want to be able to use the maximum amount of that power as it's created. Because the way it works is when you get solar hooked up, you actually get interconnected with the grid with that solar system. So in, at times where you're overproducing, you're going to be sending that back to the grid. And the compensation you're getting for the, for that is you know a wholesale credit versus a retail credit. Not much, in other words. What if I, want yeah. what <laughs> if I don't want to send it back to the grid? Well, then that, that's that's also possible. So you can go ahead and store it in a battery on site, which gives you the benefit of getting a full retail credit for that electricity. It also gives you resiliency during a power outage. More control over your power it seems like much more control because you have the ability to store your own power and bring it back when you need it at night. Um, and keep it on your own site, and you don't have to participate with the with the program with the utility as much. So it gives you a lot more power over your whole system, and. Also, it just gives you a better insight to what your home's doing. So, if you're paying that level of attention, you're probably also the type of person that's going to be really monitoring your app. um, And it's going to tell you how much your home is using that when and it will allow you to manage your whole home electrical system, not just your solar, a lot better. Make people really understand their energy a lot better, it sounds like. Absolutely. We, We find when most people, when we're reviewing a bill with them. It's probably the first time they've ever sat down and actually read it. Most of the time, they get it, they pay it, and then they hate right. it, and then wait another 30 days. Right. Uh, Mark made a good point off air about somebody that had it in their head
1: once they had this install it's free power, so I can plug anything in. You talked about two 800 watt heater, electric heaters. Yeah, there was
2: one it? customer that was looking at their bill a year or two later after it was installed, and their bill had actually gone up. And they swore that they didn't <laughs> add anything to the consumption. Well, we looked at what we estimated it would produce. We were producing what we estimated. So the only thing that could change is the consumption end of it. So we had to do a deep dive into it and come to find out two eight hundred watt tank heaters for horses during the, you know, late fall, winter, early spring months that running twenty-four hours a day, an eight hundred watt heater will take a considerable amount of power more than a normal home would. Uh, but it's just two little two plugs.
0: That was, <laughs> that was that was
2: that was her point was it's just two plugs. How can that make that big of a difference? People don't realize the difference a coffee maker will make it's a heating element. Absolutely. Anytime you heat with resistance heating or you heat with electricity, it's not the most efficient way to do it.
1: So are you finding the better value for
3: people is to have
1: some kind of battery backup?
3: It depends on what their goals are. For someone who's ultimately trying to save the most dollars, yes. And
0: looking, uh, trying to save from a zombie apocalypse. Yeah,
3: absolutely, okay. absolutely. You know, you can't. That can't be understated. The level of insurance <laughs> that that's going to bring for no, you. No,
0: no. We're talking preppers, people who want to be prepared. Yeah. If something happens to our power grid, right, right? And yeah. people that feel like they've been
2: validated with how the things have transpired over the last few years. We can the understand that. The sector of the market has increased and. Uh, It's something that we really have positioned ourselves well to handle.
3: Yeah. But the other side of it, too, is it depends on whether you're looking at to save the most money in dollars or get the best return on investment. Because if you have to participate with that utility uh, interconnection process in order to, you know, get some of that return on your investment back, it makes sense potentially to have a smaller system than what your house actually calls for, so that you have the ability to absorb the vast majority that it makes wallets created versus having to send so much back to the grid. So a lot of times to save the most dollars or to get the best return on your investment aren't necessarily almost never the same system.
1: You indicated the panels are a lot better today. How about the batteries?
2: Batteries are light and night and day different than they used to be. Are they really? For many years I stated eventually they will hit ready for prime time. Well, they definitely have. There's been billions of dollars from automotive companies, uh, solar companies, uh, regular stationary battery companies that have been pounded into research and development over the last 15 years. And the products we're seeing now are completely different. A battery now, we can program for multiple modes at the same time. So it will be programmed for self-consumption, doing what Ray was stating, accepting the extra power that you make and giving it back to the home when needed so it doesn't go to the grid. And then also have enough reserve capacity for a power outage situation so that... Uh, let's say you have 80% self-consumption, 20% reserved for power outage, well, it's gonna disperse the power to the home after the sun goes down at night, but then it hits a point where there's only 20% left, it's gonna start pulling from the grid for that period of time, Maintaining that level of security. And power is a
1: little it, less expensive at that time of night, so that's yes.
2: The utility companies have switched to a peak off peak time frame. So if we produce and they can consume the power during the daylight hours when we're at peak pricing with the utility company,
3: we like to refer to that as the penalty rate.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. So,
0: but people can keep an eye on this through an app or a website. They can keep through all their usage, so they can really control and understand where they need to slow down or speed up
3: yeah a few years ago we started pretty much standard installing the vast majority of the systems that we do they come with a consumption monitoring as well as production monitoring so for the folks that do hook up 200 to 800 watt uh, heaters they'll they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll be able, able to, to know see like that, that on their app yeah, yeah when that's when that's happening versus back when before that technology was available um how about life expectancy on the panels and the batteries The panels really have an extremely long life expectancy. Uh, The the stuff that we're using right now comes with a 25-year warranty. Just just the warranty period. So what we, does that mean, though, Ray? So for the warranty, it covers a few different things. One is the product itself for, to protect it against you know delaminating, coming apart, and then also just the production of the panel itself. The inherent degradation of the of the product um, has a has a warranty component to it as well. So some of the products we're installing now at the end of twenty five years, they're producing at ninety two percent of wow. brand new out of the box. Oh boy! All so right. it's it's quite phenomenal really so but life expectancy of this panel it's it's even hard to say there's tech there's technology that was put out in you know the 70s and 80s that's still functioning at factory spec today so you know life expectancy is is quite that's a long good. time
0: well mark you mentioned about the um, the panels have doubled in efficiency over the years if I have the old panels is it an easy swap out if I call you up and say I want to get the new panels or do you see in another 15 years them having 800 800 watts
2: I think there's the limitation of science in the conversion. I don't think we'll ever hit 800 watts, and the uh, rapidity of uh, uh, technological improvements has slowed down dramatically. Okay. Slowed down dramatically. On the solar panel side. On the solar panel side and the inverter side, because yeah. they're 96%, 98% efficient. How, How much, much more, can more can you get? get? <laughs> that makes right? sense, right? But the, uh, the panels, what they're doing now is they're gleaning more power from overcast conditions with multiple laminates. They'll have a layer that will glean the power from the overcast days better. Uh, They have laminates that will do it during the sunny days better. You
1: mentioned the Canadian wildfire
0: smoke layer. That had, that that made a difference.
2: Yeah, it did. It, this year's production totals, uh, we may have a hard time meeting some of our customers' goals because during the summer solstice, a uh, couple weeks before and after, the, there was the most sunny s- part of
0: the year, right.
2: Yeah, exactly. We were affected by that. But that was an aberration.
1: When we come back, I know we got to take a break, uh, partner. Uh, battery. Effectiveness and life. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that too, then, uh, because more and more people, I think, are wanting batteries,
0: right? All right. Stick around as we continue our discussion with Mark Haggerty and Ray Myers from Michigan Solar Solutions, right here on the inside, outside, guys, and WJR.
1: To the Inside Outside Guys show, sponsored by Michigan Solar Solutions, and ours is not going to be enough, guys. Before we went to break, we talked about batteries. What's the expected lifespan of a battery installed? Do you know yet? Is it
3: too soon to tell? It's it's not been proven out there in the marketplace from but from what the warranties perspective on these things are, you're looking at um, some of the new batteries are coming out with 15 year warranties. So it's pretty good pretty darn good warranty um, compared to where things have been in the past and the technology is changing a lot now too you know the lithium iron phosphate um, batteries are really, really making advancement. It looks like a lot of the car companies are even going to start going to that soon, just by the uh, the inherent safety of the chemistry versus what else is available on the lithium-ion market. So will
0: so. they eliminate eliminate lithium-ion batteries at that point? Which, we all know the mining for those is terrible.
3: Yeah, it won't, it won't eliminate the lithium-ion, let's, let's say, but the type of chemistry behind it. So there's like a nickel chemistry, and then there's an iron chemistry. And the iron chemistry is very stable. Um, there's one of our suppliers even did a video recently where they took their battery and fired a 50 caliber sniper rifle at it and it continued to operate and didn't have any you know thermal events that occurred after that happened where there are some products in the market where you know if you were to accidentally knock it off your wall you'd be having a bad day yeah we saw some some or some of the early evs you know burn to the, the ground that the same highway.
1: technology yep. that's gotcha. battery technology that's fascinating stuff. Ken, you were talking on break about jurisdictional issues.
0: Yeah, I, I believe it's the Ann Arbor. Um, they do not allow you to have anything in the front of the house, with a pole mount in the front of the house. Is that right?
3: There's not just Ann Arbor. Lots of jurisdictions don't let you have a, a ground mount, ground mounted system in the Period? front. Of, or in the, in the front, okay. In the front or, or sometimes in the side yard. The, one of the biggest issues that we find in this industry, particularly in Michigan, is that um, there's a lot more jurisdictional red tape when it comes to local areas and what you can and can't do and it seems like every area is a little bit different so it's it's a a lot of different rules to figure out so it's something you just kind of got to know based upon your locality what's what's you know capable what's not and people can find that out by calling a local building department I would assume before they call
0: you out for or the, you're going to find you're going to know when you got yeah, out
3: there. we for the most part will know we've been doing business long enough now to where we know who you know where things can qualify in, in certain areas where they might not in others. Um, and there's also just some things that get enforced in some areas that aren't enforced in others as well that can allow homeowners to get a little bit bigger system. If, would you if rather those get that cost and then make the decision and help the homeowner?
2: We definitely would. Yeah, want to help the homeowner, also with homeowner associations and presidents of homeowner associations. Right now they're tasked with... Uh, increasing pressure to allow solar but they see the way that some of these solar arrays look on homes and they're very concerned we've come up with a design parameter recommendation for these homeowner associations so that the panels have to be in a symmetrical block they can't deviate from the roof height they have to parallel the roof they can't stick over the peak the do, rake do edge the sidewall
1: installs all or no
2: no not with the solar panels just because of the direction to the sun so but this letter to the HOA, uh, allows the president to institute the ability of the homeowners to go solar while maintaining strict standards uh, that don't allow the neighborhood to appear uh, like they don't have strict standards.
0: (laughs) I mean, as as a customer, if I say, look, I got a new roof, I'd rather not put it on the roof. Is there an issue with that? Can you, If if I have the room, could you put it on ground mount?
2: Ground mount is better from many perspectives, but a lot of people don't have the ability to put it on the ground. The room,
0: basically, is what you're saying, yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, or maybe the roof is 10 years old and they're going to be replacing it in another 10 years and they don't want to incur the cost. Or maybe they have a lot of trees that are shading the roof or they have a new roof that has all these convoluted roof lines with, with dormers sure. and skylights and whatnot. A ground mount of the same exact size that's on a roof will produce more power than the one on the roof.
1: Are these all static installs, or are there any tracking systems that you might install? You
2: can do a tracker, but when you do a tracker, you end up with a mechanical piece of equipment that's inherently going to need uh, maintenance and will eventually break. So the price of panels now, it's cheaper just to add a couple more panels, have the same production without the mechanical component. But the reason that the ground mount produces more power than the roof is it stays cooler. It could be at the exact angle to the sun needed. It could be at the exact... Uh,
0: can they move, a ground mount system? Can you have it moving with the sun?
2: You can. Then you end up with a mechanical piece of that's equipment, we the about, tracker. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Can, uh, that's all right. It's, uh, it's, there are some that are, deal with ballast tanks. Like a, an ammonia in it, and the sun heats up the one, transfers the ammonia to the other, and they just naturally ballast towards the sun. I've seen those on in
1: Idaho in the potato fields.
2: Yeah, but you still end up with <laughs> a piece of equipment that has moving parts that can fail.
1: Yeah, fascinating stuff. So if they're on the ground, you can have optimum angle of repose and also directional
2: Exactly. If it's a customer that wants long-term off-grid survival, we do what we call flying V formation, half towards southeast, half towards the southwest, southwest at a larger angle to help uh, shed snow
0: during the winter solstice and to be more perpendicular to the winter sun. Well, I'm thinking of ground mounts in a, in a residential neighborhood, and we all know what some window reflections can do on siding. I right? know. Do you ever do you have to make sure that these do not reflect onto another structure?
3: You really don't have to, because like the, the way solar panels work is by absorbing the sunlight and then turning it into electricity. So it's not reflecting a whole lot of light. Otherwise, okay. it would be a terrible design. Um, the other thing that you see is some of the biggest solar panels in the nation are directly centered right next to airports. So if if it were really a problem, oh. uh, then they wouldn't allow for Good that point. while they're, you know, flying tubes of people through the sky um, and need to Will see you the land. do
1: commercial installs? Uh, we see some are even done in ponds, floating solar panel uh, installs, uh, too.
2: We're negotiating for one of those right now. Are you? Yeah, floating uh, system. It makes a lot of sense from some perspectives to utilize certain certain ponds that were man-made for retention or sure. other purposes. Uh, it really utilizes utilizes an asset to its utmost efficiency. In Europe, they're using them in some cases because these reservoirs have such an evaporation concern, sure. And this decreases the evaporation and increases the solar production, so it's a dual dual benefit.
0: I love it. That is so interesting. It is cool. That this is also interesting. So, somebody wanted to give you a call. I just want to make sure you put a uh, website and phone number. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Our phone number is 248 923 3456. And the website is Michigan Solar Solutions.com. And we have available a how to pick a solar contractor document. Talk it. About that. It is something that we saw necessity in the marketplace, because when a customer that doesn't know solar, which is 95% of them... You said they're not all review...
1: morally aligned anymore, like they might have been years ago. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a and statement. I'm
2: trying to be nice. I with know you well, are. No, let's, let's, let's be honest about it. There
0: were some shady companies that went in and out of business just recently that were not moral people. They were not moral com-
2: companies. And it really put a stress on our service department. We have one of the only functioning service departments in Michigan for solar, and we had a 400 percent increase in call volume and these people that are tasked with taking care of these customers are very very concerned about them they've heard some horror stories crying customers and they're working their butts off trying to take care of as many of these customers as possible luckily a lot of these customers have been very generous with their google reviews and if you look at our google reviews in the last six months we have a very disproportionate amount of them that are service in nature from what we call IBOs installed by others. But that document I was referring to, how to pick a solar contractor, it allows the customer a document that helps them compare two proposals as if it's apple to apple. It allows them the ability to compare them apple to apple so all the marketing glitz is taken out of it. It lets them know what licensing a contractor should have, and that they have the right to ask for proof Amen. of. Amen. They list the insurances that the contractor should have, and the right for the customer to ask them to prove. Um, am I missing anything? We
1: should put a picture of that on our website.
2: That yeah, document. that would be great. We'd love a link to it, and we're talking about making it non-branded with our name not on it so other entities like great lakes renewable energy association and whatnot would be free to hand it on out. oh good you love a good mean,
1: competition yes yeah absolutely
2: yeah i i was talking to a friend uh, uh at a competitor today i have lunch with the competitor the people that own competitive good we companies love hearing regularly. That. Yes. and uh yeah it, it's nice when you can have a Competition force
0: of morally aligned people. Amen. Well stated. Amen. To well stated. What about maintenance as a homeowner? Is there any maintenance as a homeowner need to do on these? We units? should define maintenance.
2: Maintenance. If you don't have the mechanical piece of equipment being the tracker, there's no maintenance required. Although, does it make sense on occasion to wash the solar panels? Well, I would say. Rarely, but sometimes, yes. This year, we didn't have rain for about six weeks <laughs> when the pollens dropped. Yes. And these pollens oh. were covering the solar panels, and it might have made sense at that point. There's for a diminished capacity
1: because of that? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. There's concerns, too, about washing them, which... Uh, I might have to talk about when we return from break well
0: let's do that let's go to break we'll talk about washington you already mentioned that there's very little maintenance a homeowner can do want to make sure we get your contact information out talk about where you guys go in the state of michigan also if I'm not mistaken, I think um, Uncle Sam can help customers out with this as well, correct? Absolutely. We'll talk about tax credits and more when we return with Mark Haggerty and Ray Myers from Michigan Solar Solutions right here on the Inside Outside Guys WJR.
1: Welcome back to the Inside Outside Guys show, sponsored by Michigan Solar Solutions. We're going to have to have you guys call in when you're doing installs. But you were talking about people cleaning the panels. Can it be done correctly and improperly? or?
2: Yes, it can. Uh, the two biggest issues we see are the panels, of course, are facing the sun, and they are dark in color. So there's times they could hit 180 degrees. And if you hit it with 58-degree well water, you're going to end up with micro cracks in the actual cells of the solar panel. You won't be able to see them, but the amount of production is going to decrease more rapidly as the years go on. And the second is they don't want to use solvents because we spoke earlier about panels being collectors and not reflectors. One of the layers is a layer that is supposed to pull the sun in, anti-reflective coating. And if you watch it with solvents, the anti-reflective coating
0: could be affected. Will you, when you guys are done, will you give them a care sheet, if any, afterwards, will they know exactly what they need to do or not need to do with the product?
2: Yeah, we also set up a relationship with a uh, company that does window washing that wanted to get into this. They're going through the certification process because I guess there is a certification for them to be able to do it. We've explained our concerns and I feel very comfortable with giving their name out if somebody wants to call us.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're on the roof, we would be concerned about who's going to be up there. How big a geographic area will Michigan Solar Solutions cover?
2: Southern, the, the whole southern peninsula of Michigan. We have our area of comfort that we like to go in, which is between our Riverdale office, uh, Grand Rapids, all the way down to Detroit, that corridor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have trucks that we could dispatch or crews that we could dispatch from either of those offices. So our service is a little better in that area, which is probably your whole listening area.
0: Yeah. yeah. Most people. Absolutely. So I'm sitting at home and I'm going, honey, this sounds awesome. I want to get it. And she looks at me and says, we can't afford it. Tell me how you, how you can help um, financing tax credits. How can you help our listeners get solar?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So the way most people are doing it is with the with the help of the tax credit, which is right now there's a thirty percent federal tax credit available on uh, on the full installation, and that includes whether whether or not you get a battery. So that wow. is really really a benefit there. But um, the financing tools that have come you know, come our way have really been helpful for people. Typically we can set something up for 20 to 25 years to help, uh, help that payment get a lot closer to what the electric bill would be. But then the nice thing about that is those payments are locked in. It's not gonna go up like the electric bill. So it kind of lets somebody really know what their future costs are going to be and lock them in versus having to just deal with the inflation of the, the market over time.
2: And then every time the electric rates go up in the future,
0: your return on investment goes up. Yeah, that makes, wow, kind of like minus inflation.
1: Yeah. I love <laughs> that. Negative, negative inflation. I love that. That makes a ton of sense. So you also do training that a lot of companies don't do. You talked about doing some Six Sigma training, which for our listeners, really advanced training.
2: Yeah, we ran into a period where our expansion rate exceeded what we were able to comfortably handle and for the first time in at that point it was 13 years I started receiving complaints that were that were founded They were legitimate complaints.
1: Respect your saying
0: that. Absolutely.
2: And we did not like that. So we purposefully slowed down, canceling all contractual obligations for uh, advertising. As you guys know, we had to take a hiatus from being on this show. We missed you. So that we could uh, retool, implement some software for project management that's more task-based, keeps timers on tasks, and also put 11 people through Six Sigma training. A few are going to continue on to the next level of the Six Sigma is if we can't keep our reputation. What do they say about reputation? Takes a lifetime to build and two minutes to lose. I mean, think about
0: someone who hasn't gotten trained in the last 13 years. What they're still out there trying to sell is not really what's out there that you explain now. So that continued education on a regular basis is huge for every customer. And I got to tell you, I respect what you just said. I sent a, a letter to someone last night, an electrician, just asking to explain my mother's bill. And his response was, thank you very much for bringing us my attention. I'm glad you didn't pay it and just feel taken advantage of. Same attitude you just had. I love that yeah. when owners go, you know, when owners don't automatically push back. Owners take ownership. There you go. There you go. Yeah. The irony of that statement. <laughs> I know. As soon as you said that, it just made me think about that because I was just thrilled to get that email and, and take responsibility. Take respons- well, so you held a mirror up to
1: your company and said, we need to get better, and you have. Yes, you invested in your company and your
2: people. Absolutely, we're still a little behind in the service department because of the increased loads they have, but we really uh, are doing doing well. I'm proud of our service department.
1: Other companies that sold put you in a position where you are doing their service work. Let's make that clear, right? It wasn't mistakes you made. It was other companies that made commitments that they weren't able to f- fulfill.
2: Yes, and then we also have a company whose name is extremely similar to ours that we've received two Better Business Bureau complaints that were directed at them. And we've taken a step up on how we work with these customers. We'll go do a complete site audit and give them a report of all the deficiencies of their installs so they could take the company to arbitration. This company's only been around about three, four years. We've been around 16 now. And, uh, yeah, so you're one of the original personal. companies out
0: there I mean yeah you can't deny that you guys are passionate when, about this product yeah when I when you go to a customer's house what do you want to see from the customer do you just want a, a recent bills you want to see some recent bills
3: the number one thing is we're deaf we need a recent bill because at the end of the day without having a target to shoot at we you know blind man can't hit the target so a bill is really required to get an in-depth consul- consultation and w- to know what you can expect uh, the other thing is the the bill um, Gives us an annual usage as well, so we can see each month sure. on how that's how your consumption is versus what the potential production of a system might be, and really drill down pretty deep into what um, what type of ROI someone could reasonably expect. You're going to show somebody like how that. to read
1: their bill, and again, most people don't know how to read a utility bill.
3: They no, just pay it. No, we were looking at. <laughs> Um, some bills recently because we, we a few years ago we did a study just to see um, on our own, just do the math and see how much the inflation has been in the last uh, 20 years on electricity. And one thing besides the inflation, which is you know, probably well over six percent at this point on on average in that time period is uh, the amount of charges that actually appeared on a utility bill. Really, They, what they have of <laughs> So just the line <laughs> the line items that you see on there—they've doubled. It's uh, amazing.
1: Well, we could. We need another couple hours. So you are talking made up charges. I'm sorry, but
0: just a, a, a reason to get more money because that's, that's.
1: I didn't say it, but yeah, that's that's what it actually feels <laughs> like. Like a there's... grid access fee, maybe. I'm just making that up. <laughs>
0: is <laughs> is there a house out there or a building that is not a good fit for solar?
3: Absolutely. If you have a ton of shade at your, on your property and you're not, not willing, willing to cut trees. With it, yeah, like at the end of the day, these are solar panels, not shade panels. So, like, you really do need like a, a nice solar exposure in order to make a, a project um, workable, especially if you're. Um, If your motivation is is monetary, you know, if 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 you're really more trying to, you know, be green and cover your footprint, that's a little bit different of a conversation. But if you're looking for that good monetary benefit, you need a lot of sun. Okay, you get 10 calls
0: out of the 10. How many are looking to be better, uh, be more greener and how many are looking to save
3: money? I would say the shift to save um, save money is. Is still the primary motivation, but lots of folks are trying to go green, and not even that. It's really about the energy security with the yes. amount of yes. uh, power outages we've been have, having go. and the length of them. Some people are just, you know, upset and you know can't can't put Try up to with take
0: that. A yeah, take a
3: little control. Yeah, upset by it. <laughs> yeah, most,
2: most customers have multiple reasons for going. It's not one or the other. It's typically a, 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 a blend plethora
0: of them. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, we greatly appreciate you jumping real quick before we go. Give your contact information out again one more time. Phone number 248
2: 923 3456, and the website Michigan Solar Solutions.com.
0: And if you're out there driving, you do not take a chance writing it down. Go to the insideoutside guys.com, look up solar energy, and you'll find. Michigan Solar Solutions right there. Guys, thank you so much for coming on with us today, and thank you for taking such great care of our listeners. Thanks Thanks for having us. You You listen to the Inside and Outside, guys. Again, today featuring Michigan Solar Solutions, only on AM 760 WJR.